Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 17, Wednesday, 6th of September, 2017. No, that's no good for me. Can we move it to Thursday? The nurse looks at me from behind the counter. She's seen this before. I take my phony phone away from my ear and lean into her. Is there a toilet? Down the corridor, to the left. I mouth thanks at her and put the phone back to my ear. No one is on the line, but I've gathered the intel I need. I marked every single person who walked through the electric doors and turned right into the hallway. It's been very surprising. There are quite a few attractive guys. Hot guys with issues. This is my kind of place. I walk down the corridor and turn the opposite way into the disabled toilet. I slump down onto the floor and feel the cool tiles under my hands. What the fuck am I doing? My flight response is well and truly trying to pull me in any other direction, but that same thing that stopped me walking out of Kelly's office is holding me here. I want to vomit, but nothing is coming out. I've had a headache all day. Why the fuck does trying to make you feel better make you feel so much worse? I check the time. It's 5.59pm. I gather myself and slide through the door, using all of my bad waiter skills to take in the room but not make eye contact with anyone. I find a seat, crash into it and look at the floor. I fucking wish I had an invisibility cloak right now. Getting help would be so much easier if you didn't have to be visible. I look at the guy next to me as he stands. Oh, good evening everyone. The rest of the room goes quiet. People sit. My heart falls through the little hole my back has burned into the chair and rolls onto the floor. Banjo, you fucking moron, you've sat next to the facilitator. Everyone will be watching you the entire meeting. Just go. Just stand up and leave. Better that you should just drink and die than sit here and be looked at and die of shame. Whatever that responsible part of me is atrophies my muscles in the chair. I laser focus my attention on the facilitator. That way, if anyone looks at me, their attention will ricochet to wherever I am so intently looking and I'm off the hook. Uh, I'm Owen, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. Hi, Owen. The room echoes back. Fuck, it's call and response. This is too much. It's a cult for sure. Run. Just pick up sticks and run. You don't need to join a cult, even if some of the guys are hot. This um, is a beginner's meeting for people who identify as both alcoholics and members of the LGBTQIA plus community. He's not a confident speaker. He looks at his paper and reads, We are run by people who have completed their first 90 days of sobriety. At the end of each six-week cycle, a new chair is elected. This is week. He checks. Five of the six-week program. Great. Another thing you've fucked up. Coming in for the penultimate week. Now you're starting behind. You should leave now, go drink for two weeks, then come back and start from week one. I jolt as everybody bows their heads. What? 
Fuck, you weren't listening, you idiot. I bow my head too. God, I don't think you're there. But if you are, turn the water in my body into wine. I need a drink to get through this shit. Then my nightmares live as everyone looks up and stares at me. God, grant me the serenity. I just start to repeat a second after them. God, grant me the serenity. To accept the things I cannot change. To accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. Courage to change the things I can. And, and, the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. Everyone stops looking at me and the relief is enormous. I look behind me and there's a poster with the prayer on it. They were reading it, not staring at you, cockhead. Nervous Owen, alcoholic and addict, picks up his paper again. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experiences, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. I don't want to stop drinking. I just want drinking to be fun again. All my best memories have been drinking. The vodka that took the edge off a nervous 17-year-old going on my first grinder date. The sneaky tequila sips on the train when I snuck out and went to Stonewall the weekend I turned 18. The beer the night I met Mark at Unibar. The moonshine that the taxi driver sold us the night Mark said, Yeah, when I asked him out. The goon bag we were trying to fish out of the bushes when he fell into them at the park and I dislocated my thumb. The champagne that he stole from the bottle shop for our first anniversary. The limoncello in Italy before we went out and he kissed that hot Italian guy and I didn't speak to him again until Budapest. The empties that we'd always fight about because we'd miss bin day again. The red wine poured on his white gym outfit when he told me he was moving out. The bourbon Kelly and I poured down the drain yesterday. The sweat sticking to my shirt because I haven't had a drink for a whole day. I look up as the room laughs at the guy in his mid-fifties who is standing and speaking. And I was looking at the kid who was so out of his mind drunk I wanted to go over and say, hey, come with me, I'm heading to a meeting. But I didn't because I was scared he might hit me or I might start a scene and I prayed walking away that God would help him find this place like he helped me find it. The man is wearing blue jeans, a yellow jacket and has cute purple milk bottle glasses. It's been 29 years, 11 months and 2 weeks since I was that kid drinking on the bench. I was drinking out of my skull because everyone was dying around me. You know, those ads were on TV with the Grim Reaper and I just felt so ashamed when I saw them. My ears prick up at the mention of shame. Then the other night I turn on the TV and there's another ad and it's this mum telling me that if we let marriage equality through then teachers will be able to educate in a way that is positive for trans kids and that we have a right to say no. But honestly, does anyone have the right to say no? I mean, we've come so far. Why are we letting bigots tell us if we're equal or not? And I wrote to the television station and told them that they had lost a viewer for allowing the no campaign airtime with information that is so clearly designed to alienate. Then I did my best to let go, let God. There's lots of nodding, and one girl double-clicks her fingers. This whole situation makes me want to pick up again but I know that if I do, they win. And I didn't say no the last 30 years to have them ruin it for me. They are supposed to be looking out for the next generation, but with each generation the world just gets queerer. I know in my heart that they are going to lose in the end, 
but I worry how many lives will be impacted by them stigmatizing queerness. I refuse to let them negatively impact mine and make me a user again. I look around the room at the nodding heads and there are three others, like me, with their heads down, looking at their laps. They're in shame, as Kelly would say. Holy shit. I can see shame in people now. I look around and I can see a lot of people in the room are in shame. I uncross my legs. I'm lonely, but I'm not alone. I can see the ones who are struggling and the ones who aren't. Oh, fuck. I straighten my posture and the man in the yellow jacket nods at me. Thanks. He sits down and I look away. The momentary feeling of connection is chomped up by shame again. I still don't want to be here. But that moment was worth the embarrassment. I still reckon it's a cult, though. This theory crops up again when everyone pulls out their wallets and puts their money on a tray. Fuck, I don't have any change. I reach into my pocket and mime dropping some coins onto the tray, shaking it so it makes the right sound. I take a sly look. No one noticed. I zone out again. Then the girl on the other side of Owen Facilitator starts to talk. Hi, I'm Courtney and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Courtney. I mumble back. I've been sober for 15 days and this is my home group. The guy to her left introduces himself and it dawns on me that I'm living my worst fucking nightmare. I'm at the end of the circle. Fuck. I wait through two girl and one boy Chris's and count down the other 37 people in the room. Then there's one and it's me. I'm shaking. Hi. My voice is wobbly and so quiet. I'm Banjo. Um, I'm one day sober. The room erupts in applause. What the fuck are you all applauding? Don't clap at me because I have a fucking stupid name. Why the fuck did I use my real name? I look at Yellow Jacket Guy and he's smiling and clapping. This must be a thing they do. (laughs) They wouldn't clap if they knew though. I look back at my hands as Owen Facilitator talks and then I look up. And standing there is the small lady who was sitting next to Yellow Jacket. She's walked over and is handing me a yellow envelope and a silver coin. Have I betrayed Jesus? Why am I being given silver? Thanks. I shove them into my tote as she smiles and goes back to the chair. Owen Facilitator talks to close out the meeting and I look at the coin. It has the prayer on the front and on the back it has an Illuminati triangle which reads, 24 hours recovery. Around the outside it says, to thine own self be true. Oh, so it's not just one cult, it's a mix of all of them. The coin is plastic, it has no value. But I wonder how high up they go. I wonder how long you have to be sober before you get the next one. What if I drink this week? Do I get another one day coin? We can all go a day, it's day two and three that are the hardest. The meeting ends and my tote is on and I am out of that door like a flash, but Yellow Jacket intercepts me. Hi, Banjo. Congrats on making it today. Uh, Thanks. I'm Eugene. He sticks his hand out and I shake it. He points. What do you think of the coin? Uh, I like the legally blonde quote. He laughs. (laughs) Very well done. Are you looking for a temporary sponsor? I know the first few months can be really tough. It is good to have someone help guide you through it. Oh, yeah? I look past him. You know, I am busting. Can I pop to the loo and come back? Sure, I'll be here. 
he turns and starts to help pack the chairs away. I walk out to the corridor, then out of the glass doors, and then start running away from that place. Fuck doing that again. Fuck becoming part of the cult. I got away with a coin and a nice bit of reading, but I do not need the people. I can do this on my own. Yeah Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in Thursday for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>